Hey, this is Jesse Canton. Man, I am so glad that you took the time to download this podcast. Listen, it's getting ready to be a blessing to you. It is power packed full of wisdom. Listen, as you hear this episode and you maybe you want to be a blessing to this podcast, well, you can hit me up on Cash App. Type in Jesse E. Canty, J-S-S-E, the letter E, C-A-N-T-Y, with the dollar sign, of course. And you can be a blessing. Anything you give will be appreciated. I thank you, and I pray that nothing but God's blessings and his best be upon you. Take care. Hey, this is Jesse Canty with another episode of How Bad Do You Want It? Listen, this episode is very serious. I want to talk to the people who know what it's like to experience the spirit of discouragement. It will make you feel like you are at the end place of your life and you cannot come back from it. Well, you know, they say that feeling discouraged is part of the process, but staying discouraged is not a part of God's plan. He never meant for you to stay discouraged because it will kill you. Well, I want to talk to the people and I want to entitle this one here back from the dead. Let's go. Yeah, man. Man of From the pulpit to the podcast, from the pulpit to the podcast, to the podcast, yeah. Jesse Canty, pursuing my destiny, pursuing my destiny, yeah. Tell me, how bad do you want it? Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode, a serious episode of How Bad Do You Want It? This is episode number 181. I'm your host, Jesse E. Canton. Let's get on into this thing. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to discuss this serious subject. Father, I pray right now that you make this podcast the most effective one yet, particularly to the people who need it the most. We thank you right now, God, for the testimonies and the power that you have displayed in our life. And we continue to trust in you. In Jesus name, we pray. Amen. Well, you already know I entitled this one back from the dead. And I really want to talk about the power of discouragement. But also, if I'm going to talk about the power of discouragement, I really rather talk about the power of encouragement. How God, how, what, what God can do when you have an encouraging, when an encouraging spirit. But see, in order to to understand the effects or the strength and the benefits of being encouraged, you got to understand the lows. And the depleted moments of what it feel like to be discouraged. And man, I'm telling you, there's a lot of people that's going through situations. As I, as I quote all the time, my wife came up with a saying, no, she didn't come up with it because it's a song. But she said it one time I heard her say, she said, smiling faces, sometimes they do tell lies. There are people who are smiling and walking around and smiling and greeting and like they're happy and happy for everybody else. And they are full of discouragement. Life have left them. <laughs> Heck, man, you got a bunch of marriages that people who take pictures and post them and do this and do that and go on family vacations. And that marriage is dead. The thing about it is I don't fault 
us or people who are experiencing discouraging moments where they feel like they're at the place of death. They feel like they're at the place of giving up. They feel like they're at the place where they have seen the best and they no longer have hope. They used to have a saying that says, keep hope alive. But somebody need to tell me, what do you do or what happens when hope is no longer kept alive? When hope is no longer kept alive, I'm telling you, depression will sneak sneak in and begin to thrive and overtake you. And whenever that happens, it sets you at a place where you are uh, figuratively the walking dead. The enemy will try to cause a strong power of uh, discouragement to come upon you where you will either commit suicide That means giving up on life totally or bring you to a place where you just give up on trying to change in life and you will just sit back and allow whatever happening to happen and you will no longer have your power, your encouragement, your zeal, your determination to pursue your destiny and become what God said you can become. Man, that's not a wonderful place to be in. That's a dangerous place to be in. That's walking through the valley of shadow of death and expecting to stay there. That's why I love King David. And we're going to talk about King David a little bit because King David not only experienced a discouraging moment in his life and he told you or showed you how he dealt with it. But when you read the book of Psalms, how the King David wrote over 75 Psalms of his own in the book of Psalms out of 150 uh, divisions. And you see over and over and over again, he showed us how he dealt with uh, discouraging moments in his life. Every time, I mean, every day of your life will not go the way you want it to go. Every dream you have will sometime will be tested and it feels like you have uh, not in a dream. You're in a nightmare. Things don't always turn out the way you want to turn. There are some people who's listening to me right now. And you know that you know that I'm telling the truth that everything that's in your life right now, there are some people who are jealous of you, but they have no clue of the nightmare that you're living. Because behind the scenes is where the real weight and the real story resides. And there are some people who are facing some things that have discouraged them. Well, King David can relate and I can too. As I said about this play, this this at the beginning, feeling discouraged is a part of the process. You cannot hope to accomplish anything in life and not expect to feel discouragement. Or at some point of time, you feel like your courage discouraged. Courage. That means to have uh, you go through something where you begin to question your courage, your confidence, and your capabilities. So when the enemy attacks you with discouragement, he is trying to kill hope. He is trying to kill your desire and your belief factor that whatever you was attempting to do in life, that you can accomplishment accomplish it. And if you don't believe in you, then nobody else can believe in you because everything about your life, whether it goes up or down, it has to be fueled by your faith. And not only just your faith in God, but your faith in the God that's inside of you. So when you're at a place where, you know, discouragement is starting to overtake you, the first thing that you realize, have to realize that what has happened is that the enemy have tried to 
called you to forget that the power and the will and the presence of God is still with you. Because what you're facing that did not go the way you wanted to go. And you start to think that God have left you. And when, and let me tell you something, it is a scary place to be when you're going through a tight place in a rough moment in a, 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 a discouraging or dark place in your life. And it feels like God is not with you. Now, let me pause for the calls and tell the truth and say, hey, number one, if you have not accepted Jesus as your Lord, your Lord and Savior, then you are walking alone to a certain to a certain extent. Yes, the spirit of God is still within you because that what gives you life. But let me tell you, you got to go from just being an outcast to becoming a son of God. And when you uh, repent of your sins and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then all of a sudden what you are doing, you are inviting him into your life. You are inviting his will to become your will. And then whatever you face in life, you are promised that you can overcome it. You are promised by God that you will overcome it and you are not facing it alone. The power and the presence of God is with you through every dark place. And you have to remind yourself of this. If you don't remind yourself of this, when you feel discouraged, you will forget it and you will forget, forget it while you're going through the process. And you will think that you're at a place where nothing will ever change. Feeling discouraged is a part of the process but staying discouraged is not a part of God's plan. He's never desired for you to stay at that place of discouragement, but he have planned for you to face moments of discouragement and overcome it. Everybody have to go through these ups and downs in life and then learn how to overcome it. I, I think I wrote a, a statement down. Let me see if I can find it right quick. I'm sorry. Uh, it's a statement that I say, here you go. God doesn't give the hardest battles. I found this. God does not give his hardest battles to his toughest soldiers. No, he creates the toughest soldiers through life's hardest battles. Did you hear that? He doesn't give his hardest battles to his toughest soldiers. He doesn't just make you the toughest thing coming out of the womb. He don't just, you don't, you're not just born with courage, encouragement. You, excuse me, courage. You're not just born with strength. He doesn't give his hardest battles to his toughest soldiers. He creates the toughest soldiers through life's hardest battles. That means the thing you're facing now, the enemy will have you to think that it has been sent to destroy you. But the truth of the matter is, it has been designed and allowed by God to build you. It's not there to kill you. It's there to introduce you to a part of life that you did not even know that existed in you. Let me say it the way I hear it. It is there to wake up the giant that lives within you. And that's been, there are people who have died and never woke up that giant. What is that giant inside of you? It is a part of you that God, that you have tapped into, that you have allowed the faith of God to flow through you. As you face your problems, 
So when you're facing your problems and you have not allowed the God nature in you to stand before your problems and you're standing before your own, now you're at a place where you are discouraged and you do not feel like you can overcome it. That place was not designed to kill you or keep you there. It was designed to uh, to uh, reintroduce you to the power and the presence of God that is walking with you through every tough situation. When you have something, man, I don't know who I'm talking to. When you have something that have reared up in your life that is threatening to destroy everything that you have believed and every ounce of strength that you have, that is the moment that maybe God has placed you in so you can begin to decrease and his power that lives with inside of you can increase. How can I say this? Because this is something that King David faced. He faced it several times in his life, but I'm going to use one illustration. If you want to look it up, you can turn to first Samuel 30 and six later on. I just want to explain it a little bit right now. King David came back home to Ziklag. He had his means with him. This off memory. I'm just going to touch bases and set it up for you. He came back home and his city was on fire. The Bible said that his wife, his wives, his sons, his daughters were taken captive. And it said that the city was set on fire, house burning. David had been away from home a long time, made a long trip coming back home. I think when I studied, I think it was over 600 miles, I believe. Walking. And all of a sudden, when he came back home, that's what he faced. Him and his men. Yeah, it was 600 men, but it was many miles away. I can't remember that. I don't want to get get that detail mixed up. But when he saw that, and then the other thing that happened, the Bible says that when his men saw the predicament they was in, it says that they even thought about or talked about stoning, killing him. David went to God, and the Bible says he was greatly, in verse 6, it says he was greatly distressed. He was at his wit's end. He had become very discouraged. He had faced a moment. He came to a place where he had to face a moment in his life where he had to question, is this the end? He literally felt like he was a dead man walking. There are some things that will come against you in life that make you feel like your life, the best part of your life, you have already lived it. You have already saw the heyday in your life. And now you really feel like you're just set out there and everything is on the downward spiral and you are literally a dead man walking. And the enemy, when he have you thinking like this, you will begin to start thinking of ways that you can either commit suicide or just give up. When I say commit suicide, I know that's a strong thing to say on a podcast. But when I say that, I don't just mean just figuratively uh, ending your life, but I'm also spiritually. There are some people who have committed suicide and they still living. When you have no longer, uh, when you no longer have that zeal and that expectation of anything better. And you have given up. You're dead man walking. Stay with us. We'll be right back. 
Hey, thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. God has blessed us to have listeners all around the world. And I thought to myself, I said, maybe there's somebody that wants you to have a prayer request. that wants you to pray with them concerning anything, your family or whatever it is. If that's be so, listen, drop me an email at jessecantypodcast at yahoo.com. J-S-S-E-C-A-N-T-Y podcast at yahoo.com. I would love to hear from you. I love to pray with you. And I want you to have a blessed day. You don't have any zeal. You don't have that encouragement. You don't have that tenacity. You don't have that faith and you don't have that hope, which means you do not have the expectation to see anything get better. But the devil is a liar. God is able to bring you back from the dead. David literally felt like, what else do I have in life to live for? And the Bible said that he was grieved. And his men that was with him was grieved. And it told you how David felt. I'm pretty sure David could have allowed himself to sit in that place and not get his thinking right. He would have given up on his life. And I'm sure also that the enemy was excited and was rubbing his hands together, said, I got him right where I want him. The same thing the enemy is saying about you. And the same way he was wrong about David, he's wrong about you. He think he has you right where he wants you, but he don't realize that God has you right where he had desire for you to be. And when David came back to the city and saw all of the bad news and his family gone, he felt like, what else do I have to live for? But there was something down in the in, on the inside of David that the Bible says that sparked and encouraged David to say that David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. What does David do when he has lost his family and his own life is threatened by his own men? The scripture said that he turned to God. Let me tell you something. When you can't turn to your buddy, when you can't turn to your money, when you can't turn to anything else, you can turn to God. And through God, you can allow yourself to be strengthened in him. This is what David did first in his times of trouble. I want to talk to some people who have experienced some times of trouble in your life. David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. And with the strength he received, he was able to deal with whatever the problem was that was before him. Read that backwards. You cannot deal with this issue you're facing if you don't turn to God. There is no other hope for that. But I want to talk a little bit more deeper. What does it mean to strengthen yourself in the Lord your God? Well, you got to look at David a little bit more closer. How did David strengthen himself in the Lord his God? I want to make a note of this right here. When you get a chance, go back to Psalms 59, particularly verse 1 through 4. Psalms 56. Uh, I know starting the first verse, I believe around about five or six verses after that. And also Psalm 63. I want you to go back and read them. Psalms 59 was David. He penned that one when Saul was pursuing him. Psalms 56 talked about when David was imprisoned in Gath. And Psalm 63, 
David wrote when he was hiding in the wilderness of Judah. First of all, look at that. David had a lot of points of refuge reference in his life that he could go back to refer to where he felt like he was a dead man walking. When he felt discouraged, when he felt like giving up, when he felt that he had no other strength inside of him to keep going. He had several moments like that. And there's some people listening to me now have had several moments like that. Well, from these Psalms, these three places I told you, to, I want you to go back and read. You can see how David strengthened himself in the Lord. In Psalms 56, we learn that David would place his trust in God to help him. So that's the number one thing. How do you encourage yourself in the Lord? How do you come back from the dead? How do you overcome the place that you're at? You went through embarrassing situations. You went through it seemed like you've lost everything. And your podcast is entitled Back from the Dead. Tell me flat out, how do I come back from the dead? Well, that is number one. You have to learn, as David would say, to put your trust in the Lord your God and expect him to help you. Don't put your trust in nothing else. Don't put your trust in the government. Don't put your trust even in yourself. Don't put yourself in trust in your friends around you. Put your trust in the Lord. Psalms 59, we learn that David was determined to continue praising God for his help. So number one, you put your trust in God. Now, we don't talk about number two a lot, but that's important. Number two, you have to be determined to continue to praise God for his help. Give God praise before you see anything change. Knowing that even the point in the moment that you have the ability to look to the hills, to look to God, where your your help will come from, Praise him after you asked him to do what you need him to do. Give God the praise that is due to him before he even do it. <laughs> you say, well, what did that have to do with coming back from the dead? Or what did that have to do with being encouraged and encouraging yourself that before, because you can't just, you can't just trust in God. And then when it changed, now you, now you, now you believing in God. Now you want to give God praise. You got to praise God when you don't see no change. That's what sharpens your faith. You got to know that what you ask God to do that he's going to do it. Even if he don't do it the way that you asked him to do it. So Psalms 63, we see that David overcame his problem of loneliness by seeking the Lord, by praising and praying and by meditating upon the Lord and his word. So when you see all this stuff together, you basically see that in the time of trouble, you got to put your trust in God. You got to stay close to him through praising him and praying to him. And then you have to also know that the Lord will turn around and give you the strength and the support that you need. This is how David encouraged himself in the Lord. Now, let me break it down another term here. When nobody else, another way of explaining it, when nobody else celebrates you, Learn to celebrate yourself when nobody else compliments you. Learn to compliment yourself. It's not up to other people to keep you encouraged. It's up to you. In other words, encouragement must come from the inside of you. 
See, these are the things when you seek God, God began to change the way you see your situation. And then he began to change the way you see you. You are not alone. It's not over. You can recover. You will recover. This is not your death dying place. Though it may feel like you, this is the end of the road. It is not the end of the road. He's going to reinvent some things in you. He's going to ignite a fire in you that's going to that's going to uh, shine the light on where you at and how to escape it. I'm saying what I know. Never put the key to your happiness in somebody else's pocket. You don't allow yourself, whether you encourage or whether you inspire, don't allow that to come off of something on anything externally. And that makes it too easy for the enemy to pick you off. Because he knows your strength is not coming from the God that's inside of you. Your strength is coming from the bills that's being paid. Your strength is coming from the people who support you. Your strength is coming from all of the outside things that makes you happy. Instead of your strength coming from the joy of the Lord that's supposed to live down with inside of you. Backed against the wall. Have no other decision you can make. No other help that can, you can get on earth. Even from there, you can encourage yourself in the Lord and you can make a comeback from wherever you at. If you have no one to encourage you instead of using that as an excuse for failure, encourage yourself. How do you encourage yourself? I just showed you as what David showed us is by going to God. God will change your countenance and change the way you see things before you change the things you before he changed the things you see. Don't let obstacles stop you. If you run into a wall, don't turn around and give up. Figure out how to climb it, how to go through it or how to work around it. Because God is with you. You notice that old saying that says ships do not sink because of the water that's around it. Ships sink because of the water that gets inside of them. In other words, don't let what's happening around you get inside of you and weigh you down. You can be going through all types of hell. And the people who are closer to you don't even have a clue because you don't let it be seen or easily uh, recognized on the outside. That struggle that you're in right now is developing the strength that you will need tomorrow. It's making you. It's making you. And he is, has the ability. God has everything intention that every thought that he has for you it is to give you life the enemy every thought that he has to you is to bring you to a place of death but even with Lazarus that was buried in the tomb and people gave up on him and put a stone in front of him when it was time for him to come back from the dead the Lord Jesus went right to where they laid him He'll take you right to the place where things in life and people and situation or even yourself have given up on you. And then he'll call you to come forth. And let me tell you something. It is no praise that can be given to God as high as a praise from a dead man coming back to life. 
In other words, when you have been through some things in your life where you have lost some things, you have seen people have seen you go down. But all of a sudden, when they have counted you out and you still somehow have endured all of the pain, the pain and the places that you have been and still come out breathing and still come out thriving and still come out with encouragement and still come out with faith and still come out with that tenacity to live and you're standing for God, he have figuratively brought you back from the dead. And everybody there, the Bible says this, it said that there are some people that was drawn to Jesus because Lazarus was with him. Now that was powerful. It said that they didn't come. Let's break it down. like what they're really saying. They did not come just to see Jesus. They was drawn to Jesus to see Lazarus. Because there are some people that we may never can comprehend the power of your God, but they can't comprehend the power of your testimony, how God brought you back from the dead. So sometime God is going to lead you to open up your mouth and share your real, real testimony with people so they can see where you was counted out and they can see from the dead place that you came from. That's why I don't care what people think about me to the, to a certain extent. I really don't. Because I can share with you my real story that is not pretty. But it's going to render a beautiful praise back to God because he can bring anything and any person back from the dead. It is not over for you. God is going to set you up. He's setting you up right now to have a great and powerful testimony. You can recover from this, but you got to encourage yourself, not in finances, not in your name being in lights, not in you getting all that you want in this lifetime. You have to encourage yourself in the Lord, your God, because it's not over. It's not over till God says it's over. This was very serious to me because I don't know. I just felt the compelling need for this When I got other podcasts. I'm ready to get into. Uh, I'm going to try to give you out more this week because I'm going on vacation, but I need to deposit into your spirit what I feel the Lord has given me for you and myself. And I want to pray with you for my, my last few moments. I want to pray that that the spirit of God strengthen you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray right now, God, that whoever listening to me, God, whatever ups and down moment in life where they have experienced or where they are at, I trust right now in your power. I trust right now in your resurrection, a resurrecting anointing that God, you will show them and cause them to know that it is not over. Allow them, God, to receive your son, Jesus, Father, and let them sit back and see that your power and your love, God, will bring them back from the dead and bring them to a place where others are drawn to you because of their faith of what they have displayed in their life. I decree it to be so right now, God. Allow encouragement to settle and begin to be on display in their life. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, business owners, this is Rashad Brown with Swipe Fast, located in Columbia, South Carolina. 
We are excited to be partnering with Jesse E. Canty and the How Bad Do You Want It podcast. Since 2017, SwipeFast has been helping business owners like you save up to 99% in their debit and credit card processing fees. So if you process business to business or business to consumer payments, we have solutions that will meet your needs and would love to hear from you. You can reach us at SwipeFast.com forward slash save. That's Swipe, spelled with the Y, or contact us at 1-800-597-0713. Don't forget to let us know that Jesse E. Canty sent you. Have a blessed day.